Hello, hello. You're listening to The Brave Yes, the show where we explore the many brave yes leaps that heart-centered, passionate women can make in order to show up in this world more fully as you, without apology. I'm your host, Sean Fink, a coach who helps you dig out from the rubble of a busy life of shoulds and expectations to design your most authentic, courageous life path. Whether it's changing jobs or trying a new industry, starting a business or writing a book or a new program for your business, scary slash exciting changes are hard to do alone. I am here to guide you through choosing and experiencing the spiritual and the strategic parts of living into your brave. This episode is brought to you by the free for all Brave Yes newsletter, a weekly email to inspire your own Brave Yes journey. This newsletter, along with this podcast, are designed to inspire your own creativity and courage to living, creating, and leading life your way. When you sign up, you'll instantly receive my 10 Brave Yes living tips to start putting into action in your own life and journey. A link to subscribe will be in the show notes or head over to seanfink.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Brave Yes. I hope you pick up on the subtle and not so subtle inner and outer resources you need to help you walk your own Brave Yes journey. If you're interested in exploring more resources to help you on this journey, sign up for The Brave Yes newsletter so you are the first to learn about upcoming courses, masterclasses on finding your purpose, planning out your brave yes, and other ways of being in community with other brave yes women. So hello, hello, and I am super excited about this week's episode and blog post because it's so timely, and yet it is so old news. (laughs) So I'm calling this episode, The Truth Is that women have been languishing for years. So let me ask you a question. Are you languishing or are you flourishing? Do you even know the difference? So in a New York Times article by writer Adam Grant that went viral in April, we all nodded our heads at the fact that yes, indeed, we are languishing right now in the messy middle of this long drawn out global pandemic. Adam Grant, an organizational psychologist at Wharton and author of books such as Originals and Give and Take, as well as host of the TEDx podcast Work Life, wrote in this article that we are all languishing, which he defines as the following. Languishing is the neglected middle child of mental health. It's the void between depression and flourishing, the absence of well-being. You don't have symptoms of mental illness, but you're not the picture of mental health either. You're not functioning at full capacity. Languishing dulls your motivation, disrupts your ability to focus, and triples the odds that you'll cut back on work. It appears to be more common than major depression. And in many ways, it may be a bigger risk factor for mental illness. Like most who have shared this viral article, I felt a big yes when I read this. Yes, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not used to languishing. 
In fact, 2020 was my best year ever for many personal and professional reasons. But 2021 has been less than thrilling for many reasons. At times, it has felt exhausting and depressing. Grant wrote in his article that languishing is a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield. And it might be the dominant emotion of 2021. So yeah, I I resonated with this belief that we are languishing. Until I got to thinking more about my own research for an upcoming project, and I sat more with this idea. And then it occurred to me. Women have been languishing for years. Most women, and those who identify as women, literally have been languishing for decades. How do I know? Because I have been working with women for a decade and longer. And every email, every webinar, every coaching discovery call proves my point. Grant explains in his article that the the word languishing was coined by sociologist Corey Keyes, who, quote, was struck that many people who weren't depressed also weren't thriving. Does this sound at all familiar to you? Such has been the case for women juggling family and career or business for years. Don't let the influencers influence you into thinking that it's just you who's not thriving. Their product is likely not the solution you need to finally feel happy, content, or hopeful. What we need is for all of us to pitch in and try to change the entire system for ourselves and for all families. In my experience as a working mother over the last 15 years, I have had to fight very hard to flourish. And that doesn't even consider my privilege as a white woman. I have worked hard and it's been a struggle, a hustle, and a constant uphill battle to keep my mediocre life afloat. Sometimes it feels like all we're doing is trying to climb to the top of the pile or keep ourselves from falling into despair. Is any of this ringing true for you yet? This doesn't even begin to explain the hardship of black and brown women who have been trying to thrive and cope through hard struggles such as high unemployment rates, police brutality, trauma of all kinds, and racism at work and in their communities. So what has been the cause of women's languishing long before the pandemic? Well, first and foremost, the causes of our languishing is a systemic culture and power system that has consistently added more pressure and more responsibilities to women's plates while simultaneously preventing women from rising in the ranks at work or in society compared to men. The truth is that none of us have been flourishing as much as we could be or should be given the economics of this country and our world. Our lives are not easy. They are filled with hardship, not because we don't work our butts off, but because the power systems we are forced to live within are stacked against us. And especially the case for Black and Latina women 
as well, who, according to the 2019 State of Women in the Workplace report, Black women and women with disabilities face more barriers to advancement and get less support than any other groups of women. And that's not all. The same report in 2019, just a year before the pandemic began, also reported that, quote, women are less likely to be hired and promoted to manager. One in four women think their gender has played a role in missing out on a raise, promotion, or chance to get ahead. Lesbian women, bisexual women, and women with disabilities are far more likely than other women to hear demeaning remarks about themselves or others like them. And 73% of women report experiencing microaggressions or everyday discrimination, which is rooted in bias. And not just that, according to the U.S. Federal Reserve System, new data from the 2019 Survey of Consumer Finances show that longstanding and substantial wealth disparities between families in different racial and ethnic groups were little changed since the last survey in 2016. So basically, the typical white family has eight times the wealth of the typical black family and five times the wealth of a typical Hispanic family. And so my friends, here I am to tell you that, yes, I know that you probably have been languishing all along. And as long as any of us are floundering, we're all going to keep languishing. Grant's viral article pointed out that women have known for a long time that we are stuck, trapped in a life that culturally and systemically believes that women and families need to do it all and holding them back by a broken system that prevents them from getting ahead. In fact, this messy middle that we are in right now is only pointing out our flawed system for making sure that people who want to thrive can't. Feeling good shouldn't be this hard. This so-called antidote to languishing is flourishing. Flourishing is the ability to find fulfillment in our lives, accomplishing meaningful and worthwhile tasks, and connecting with others at a deeper level. In essence, living the good life. That's a direct quote, according to Martin Seligman, the founding father of positive psychology and the author of the book Flourish. So I happen to be trained and certified in helping my clients flourish and thrive. And we use the flourishing model to do just that. Though I will say it's my version of that model. It's not the exact model that I use. That is a big part of the work that I do with my clients who are high achievers, caretakers, highly sensitive, and who believe desperately in living an authentic creative, beautiful life. And it's also why I know that women have been languishing for far longer than just this year. There are six parts to the flourishing model that need to be accessed and tended to in order to flourish. Those include positive emotions, engagement, relationships, finding meaning in your life, accomplishments, and vitality. Before the pandemic, the average results of Harvard's Human Flourishing Program's Flourishing Quiz was 70 out of 100. Now, in 2021, 
the average is 65. Of course, this is also based on who has had the time and the accessibility to taking the Harvard quiz. But let's just say the average isn't flourishing at 70, let alone 65. In fact, on the New York Times article about the quiz, a commenter wrote in and said, as a black woman living in Minneapolis, it's hard to be quote unquote flourishing when any day someone you love may be murdered by the police for being black. When you are protesting for the right to be alive, looking at India and Brazil, how can anyone not be sad? Over a million people will die from COVID-19 in India, pregnant women and babies dying in Brazil. The grief, this humanist is not flourishing but I am happy to be alive, vaccinated, housed, and have everything I need, including love. Ah, yes, what she wrote resonates. The fact that so many of my clients actually enjoyed the great slowdown the pandemic caused proves my point that we've been languishing all along. The hustle culture that our lives had been before COVID-19 struck was a dead-end street for many women and families. This great pause that we have had to be together, to slow down, to bake and read books was a welcome sigh of relief for many who are trying to climb to the top of the pile or desperately trying to stay out of despair. And the idea of returning to that hustle and grind culture is not appealing for so many. Yeah, we want connection. We want to feel free. We want to do fun things. But we don't want the pressure, the nonstop go, 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 or the demoralization that many felt in the workplace or in their communities. Recognizing that you've been languishing maybe all along, is the first step to doing something about it. The art of flourishing isn't a one-time fix, but rather a long journey of life changes that boosts your positive energy and your meaning and purpose for being on this planet. And this is the work I do with my clients. Earlier this year, I shared a very brief overview of my method in my Rise Stronger Challenge. Many of you took place in that. But here's the thing, self-care alone isn't going to help you flourish if you feel like you're languishing. If you're trapped in a demoralizing job that isn't paying you enough, or if you're caught up in a business that isn't providing for you in mind, body, and spirit, it will be hard to experience true flourishing. If you have to take three buses to get to your job and another two buses to get to your second job, no amount of self-care is going to help you flourish. You might be grateful, you might be fine, you might even be happy enough. But to flourish, that's a different ballgame. Changing your life to have more power, more meaning, more purpose, more impact so that you can grow forward is the Brave Yes Life I'm trying to spread and to get to catch on for women. I'm one of the lucky ones. While my income isn't always flourishing as I would like, my meaning and purpose for my life is the primary guide for my everyday, everyday existence. 
coaching women is my purpose. Empowering women and girls is my purpose. And I get to do that every day. I am one of the lucky ones. And this is a big reason why I scored an 85 on the flourishing quiz when I took it this week. The only reason it wasn't higher was because I still haven't been able to connect with people the way I would like to, thanks to the pandemic. But I expect that to change soon. All of this business that I am talking to you about in this idea that we've been languishing comes back to many different parts of the wholeness journey that I've been talking about over the last several weeks, months. It's one thing to set ourselves up for success and do all the things that will keep us resilient for when the hard times hit. It's another to fight for a new system. It's another to be a part of the change. It's another to be the people who step up and stand up and say enough. That's where our unshakable resilience is needed. Not to get through and languish, but to change the power systems. Over the next several weeks, I'm going to dive deeper into these power systems and the politics of what is keeping women and those who identify as women stagnant rather than flourishing. And I'll share resources we can use to help shift this paradigm. I'll be releasing a new series of blog posts slash podcasts breaking down what's really happening that's keeping women feeling trapped and stuck and unable to flourish. In other words, I'll be diving into the politics of what's keeping us languishing. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode has opened your eyes to the fundamental flaw that's keeping you feeling like you're not quite there yet, like you're not enough, like there's always something else to be working toward. <clears throat> And I hope that you have understood that it's not you, it's not me, it's not the woman down the street, but it's the system that is keeping us from thriving. And at the same time, there are things we can do to change that system, and there are things that we can do to thrive within that system. And that is the work that we're doing here in the Brave Yes show. Thank you so much for listening and being here and being a part of this community. If this episode resonates with you, I would love for you to leave a review and send me a message, share with a friend, but allow me to know that you are listening on the other side. Being a podcaster isn't easy because of that lack of connection and that feedback that we need to know that we're doing things right. So your reviews, your comments, your shares mean everything to me. And that's how we can pay it forward and keep the love flowing. Have a wonderful week and we will be back again next week.